Hello and welcome back to the Thinking Jew Podcast, where we dive deep into Torah and Jewish philosophy, always uncovering new layers of depth to Judaism we did not know existed beforehand. I'm your host, Rabbi Moshe Siegel from Richardson, Texas, and as always, if you want to reach out to me, my email address is thethinkingjewpodcast at gmail.com. I want to discuss a question that I was asked about recently. The question was, what exactly are blessings all about? We know before we ever eat anything, we drink anything, we make blessings. We make blessings so many times during the day. What exactly is this concept of blessings? So if you think about it, blessings are really a very fundamental topic in Judaism. They're probably the most consistent mitzvah that we do on a daily basis. And our rabbis actually teach us that King David, during an epidemic that occurred during his reign, enacted that every Jew should make 100 blessings every single day. And the Talmud in the Tractate of Menachos codifies this, that one is obligated to make 100 blessings every day. So if you assume that an average person sleeps between, let's say, 6 and 8 hours a night, which means that they're awake for between 16 and 18 hours a day, if you average out 100 blessings across that time, it comes out to roughly one blessing every 10 minutes. So clearly blessings are a very fundamental, important part of our life as a Jew. So let's look into that. If you look at the Talmud in that passage we just quoted, which is Munachos 43b, the Talmud says that this obligation for 100 blessings each day is actually hinted to in a verse in the Torah. If you look in Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 12, Moses is inspiring the Jewish nation and he says to them, and now, Jewish nation, what does Hashem ask of you? Except to fear Him, to follow on His path, to love Him, and to serve Him with your whole heart and your whole soul. And the Talmud infers from the very first words of the verse, The word ma literally means what, but it's similar to the word me'a, which means 100. So the Talmud infers from this verse that what does Hashem want from you? Hashem wants from you a hundred, referring to the hundred blessings you should make every day. So the deeper sources explain to us that this verse isn't just a random, similar word that happened to find itself inside of this verse, but rather the message of this verse connects to the concept and to the essence of these hundred blessings that we're supposed to say every single day. So what does this mean? What exactly does the verse about fearing, loving, behaving like Hashem have to do with making blessings before I sip on my coffee or before I eat my pizza? So the answer to this can be found really in a different passage of the Talmud. This is in Brachos 35a, which asks a contradiction between two verses in Psalms. The Gemara says that anybody who enjoys something in this world and doesn't make a blessing on it beforehand, it's as if he steals from Hashem. And the source of this is that the verse in Psalms, chapter 24, verse 1 says, L'ashem that the land and everything on it belongs to God. The Gemara questioned this with another verse in Psalms, chapter 115, verse 16, that says, Hashamayim shamayim l'ashem, the heavens belong to God, v'ha'aretz nosan livnei adam while the land God gave over to man. So basically, the Gemara is pointing out a contradiction between the verses in Psalms 24 and Psalms 115. 
Does the earth and everything on it belong to God, or did God give that over to man? So the Gemara resolves this contradiction by saying that chapter 24 is discussing before you make a blessing, and chapter 115 is discussing after you made the blessing. Meaning, until you make a blessing, everything in the world belongs to God, and you have no right to partake in it. But once you make that blessing, now God gives that over to man, and it's considered man's world. So let's try to understand this passage of the Talmud in a deeper level. Why exactly is making blessings the key for God to give over the world to man? So one of the most unique aspects of Judaism, which is in contrast to many other religions in the world, is that almost all of our service to God, almost all of the mitzvahs we do, take place in the physical world. We hang a mezuzah on our houses. We eat kosher food. We do an action of lighting candles on Shabbos or on Hanukkah. Just about all of Torah and mitzvahs, all of service of Hashem is physical. It's a physical action. And the concept behind that is that one of the tenets of Jewish philosophy is that we don't believe in celibacy or asceticism. We don't believe that the physical world is bad and that it's something that we need to overcome. Rather, in Judaism, we believe that the physical world is great and we have the opportunity to take that and to develop it and to elevate it. So almost all of Torah and mitzvahs exists specifically within physicality. And it's our role, our job, to take that physical world and elevate it and connect it back to Hashem. So the Talmud is teaching us that blessings are one of the greatest tools that we have that allow us to embed spirituality into the physical world. The physical world has great potential, but there's a dangerous side to it also. We can spend our entire lives chasing after physical pleasures from one pleasure to the next. So the Talmud is teaching us that if you want to maximize your experience in this physical world and not succumb to it, before you partake in that bite, in that physical pleasure you're about to experience, pause and make a blessing. Recognize who created this wonderful world, this great experience you're about to have, and connect that physical world back to God. And when we do that, we earn the title of the Ha'aretz Nasan Livne Adam. It is for this reason that God gave the earth to man. The words that all blessings begin with, famous words are Baruch Atah Hashem Elokeinu Melech Olam, which we often translate as Blessed are you Hashem, our God, Master of the Universe. But the deeper sources explain that this is really a, a mistranslation. We aren't blessing God. He doesn't need our blessings. The word Baruch actually comes from the word Brecha, which means a wellspring. It's a naturally flowing body of water. And when we say Baruch, what we're really saying to God is that just like the natural spring flows forth with water, all the goodness and blessings in the world just flow forth from you, Hashem. So we're not saying you, Hashem, are blessed. Rather, what we're actually saying is, you, Hashem, are the source, you're the wellspring of all blessing, and we're really, so to speak, praying that God increase that flow down into the physical world more. So every time you say the words, Baruch Atah Hashem, you should be thinking, Hashem, you are the source of all of the blessings and all of the positivity and all of the good I have in the world. Thank you for giving me this opportunity 
to eat this fruit or this food. And may you continue to provide these great blessings going forward in life. So to answer our initial question, what does the obligation of saying a hundred blessings have to do with the verse of following the path of God, loving Him, fearing Him? We now see that's really exactly what blessings are all about. The purpose of really all the Torah is to guide us how to properly utilize and enjoy the physical world through elevating the physical. And specifically when we elevate our eating, our drinking, our sensual pleasures to the spiritual worlds, we're transforming ourselves into a more godly person. When we don't give in to our physical pleasures, but rather we take them and we elevate them, that's one of the most godly things that a human being can do. And I want to just end off with a very deep idea that the Kabbalists teach us about blessings on food. And that is as follows. We know that the Mishnah and Ethics of Our Father teaches us that God created the world with ten utterances. Meaning if you look in the first chapter of Genesis, it says, And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And the same with the rest of creation. God said, Let there be. And that brought it into creation. So God, so to speak, created the world through speech. And the Kabbalah teaches us that every physical entity that exists in our world has a spiritual word of God inside of it that sustains it. So when you're consuming an apple, you aren't just eating a physical fruit, but you're actually also consuming that spiritual word of God that brought forth fruit into the world. You're actually eating that spirituality as well. So in order to not steal that spirituality that exists within the fruit, we need to make a blessing which allows us to now elevate that spirituality back up to Hashem. And the Balatanya explains that that concept is actually represented in the Hebrew word for food that is permissible and prohibited. In the Torah, when a food is permissible to eat, we call that mutter. We'd say it's mutter to eat it. That means you're allowed to eat it. And the Hebrew word for a food that's prohibited is called usr. It's usr to eat it means you're prohibited from eating it. And the Balatanya explains that if you look in the general sense of what the word mutter and usr actually means, the word asur means tied up, and the word mutter or mutar in Hebrew actually means untied. So the Balatanya explains such a beautiful idea. He says that when we say something is mutter, which we generally translate to mean permitted, it means that it isn't tied down to this world. We can eat that item and access that spirituality that's inside of it and elevate it. But something that is usr means it's tied to the physical world. We aren't able to access the spirituality inside of it and elevate it. Rather the opposite. If we were to eat it, we would be tying ourselves down more to the physical world itself. And therefore it's prohibited. So it's an amazing thing the Balatanya is saying. The word that describes whether or not a food is permitted or prohibited actually represents the essence of what we're doing in the first place when we eat that food. So just a quick recap of what we discussed today. Whenever we eat anything or indulge in a physical pleasure, we always start off by making a blessing first. The idea of this blessing is to not get drawn in after and lusting after our physical pleasures, but rather to elevate our physical actions and use them to transform ourselves and the world around us into a more godly place. 
as we see that the source of making blessings during the day, making a hundred blessings every day, is the same verse that commands us to follow in God's ways. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Thinking Jew Podcast. As always, if you have any questions, comments, future topic requests, you can always reach me at the Thinking Jew Podcast at gmail.com.